Act One of Ram Alley, or Merry Tricks by Lording Barry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Prologue Homebred mirth our muse doth sing, The satis tooth and vashbis sting, Which must do hurt when least suspected, By this play are not affected but if conceit with quick-turned scenes observing all those ancient streams which from the horse-foot fount do flow as time plays person and to show things never done with that true life that thoughts and wits should stand at strife whether the things now shown be true or whether we ourselves now do the things we but present if these free from the loathsome stage disease so overborne, so tired and stale, not satirising, but to rail, may win your favours and inherit, but calm acceptance for his merit. He vows by paper, pen and ink, and by the learned sister's drink, to spend his time, his lamps, his oil, and never cease his brain to toil, till from the silent hours of night he doth produce for your delight conceits so new, so harmless free that puritans themselves may see a play yet not in public preach that players such lewd doctrine teach that their per joints do quake and tremble when they do see a man resemble the picture of a villain this as he a friend of muses is to you by me he gives his word is all his play doth now afford actors one enter constantia sola with a letter in her hand in this disguise ere scarce my morning robes could have a general note i have forsook my shape my mother and those rich domains of which i am sole heir and now resolve in this disguise of page to follow him whose love first caused me to assume this shape lord how my feminine blood stirs at the sight of these same breeches methinks this codpiece should betray me well i will try the worst hither they say he usually doth come whom i so much affect what makes he here in the skirts of holborn so near the field and at a garden-house he has some punk upon my life no more here he comes enter boucher god save you sir your name unless i err is master thomas butcher tis sweet boy i have a letter for you constantia delivers the letter he reads it from whom is't the inside sir will tell you aside i shall see what love he bears me now ah thou art welcome boy how does the fair constantia summerfield thy noble mistress i left her in health she gives thee here good words and for her sake thou shalt not want a master be mine for ever i thank you sir he knocks now shall i see the punk enter william smallshanks who knocks so fast ah i thought twas you what news you know my business well i sing one song Sfot, what would you have me do my land is gone my credit of less trust than courtier's words to men of judgment and for my debts i might deserve a knighthood what's to be done the knight my father will not once vouchsafe to call me son that little land he gave throat the lawyer swallowed at one gob for less than half the worth and for the city there be so many rascals and tall yeomen would hang upon me for their maintenance 
should I but peep or step within the gates, that I am forced only to ease my charge to live here in the suburbs, or in the town to walk in Tenebris. I tell you, sir, your best retired life is an honest punk in a thatched house with garlic. Tell not me. My punk's my punk, and noble lechery sticks by a man when all his friends forsake him. The pox it will. Art thou so senseless grown, so much endeared to thy bestial lust, that thy original worth should lie extinct and buried in thy shame? Far be such thoughts from spirits free and noble. Begin to live. Know thyself, and whence thou art derived. I know that competent state thy father gave cannot be yet consumed. Tis gone, by heaven. Not a denier is left. Tis impossible. Impossible. Sart, I have had two suckers able to spend the wealthy Croesus store. Enter Francis. What are they? Why, a lawyer and a whore. See, here comes one. Dost think this petticoat, a perfumed smock, and twice a week a bath, can be maintained with half a year's revenues? No, by heaven, we annual younger brothers must go to it by wholesale. By wholesale, man, these creatures are maintained. Her very face has cost a hundred pounds. Sir, thank yourself. They keep this whore betwixt them. You know, sir, I did enjoy a quiet country life, spotless and free, till you corrupted me and brought me to the court. I never knew what sleeking, glazing, or what pressing meant, till you preferred me to your aunt the lady. I knew no ivory teeth, no caps of hair, no mercury water, fuckus, or perfumes to help a lady's breath, until your aunt learnt me the common trick. The common trick, say you? A pox upon such common tricks! They will undo us all. And knowing this, art thou so wilful blind still to persist in ruin and defame? What should I do? I've passed my word to keep this gentlewoman till I can place her to her own content. And what is a gentleman but his word? Why, let her go to service. To service? Why, so she does. She is my laundress. And by this light, no puny inner court but keeps a laundress at his command to do him service. And shall not I, eh? Sir, you are his friend. I love him too. Propound a course which may advantage him, and you shall find such real worth in me, that rather than I'll live his hindrance, I will assume the most penurious state the city yields to give me means of life. Why, there's it. You hear her what she says. Would not he be damned that should forsake her? Says she not well? Can you propound a course to get my forfeit land from yonder rogue? Parcel lawyer, parcel devil, all knave. Throat, throat. Not I. Why, so, I thought as much. You are like our citizens to men in need, which cry, "'Tis pity a proper gentleman should want money, yet not an usuring slave will lend him a denier to help his wants. Will you lend me... Forty shillings? I will. Why, God a mercy, there's some goodness in thee. You'll not repent. I will not. With that money I will redeem my forfeit land, and wed my cockatrice to a man of worship, to a man of worship by this light. But how? Thus. In Ram Alley lies a fellow by name Throat, one that professeth law, but indeed has neither law nor conscience, a fellow that never saw the bar but when his life was called in question for a cousinage. The rogue is rich. To him go you, 
tell him that rich sir john summerfield how's that is lately dead and that my hopes stand fair to get his only daughter if i speed and have but means to steal away the wench tell him i reckon him my chiefest friend to entertain us till our nuptial rites may be accomplished and could you but procure my elder brother meet me on the way and but associate me unto his house to a hit i faith i'd give my cunning throat an honest slit for all his tricks in law why this shall be performed take there's my store to friends all things are common then at the court there are none foes for all things there are common i will as carefully perform thy wish as if my fortunes lay upon the attempt when shall i hear from you within this hour let me alone for the rest if i gull not and go beyond my open-throated lawyer for all his bookcases of trecesimo nono and quadragesima octavo let me like waiting gentlewomen be ever bound to sit upon my heels and pick rushes will you about this gear with my best speed then fare you well you'll meet me without fail exeunt boucher and page adieu now you pernicious cockatrice you see how i must skelder for your good i'll bring you where you shall have means to cheat if you have grace enough to apprehend it believe me love howe'er some stricter wits condemn all women which are prone to love and think that if their favour fall on any by consequence they must be naught with many and hold a false position that a woman false to herself can trusty be to no man yet no i say howe'er my life hath lost the fame which my virginity aspired i will be true to thee my deed shall move to win from all men pity if not love tut i know thee a good rascal let's in and on with all your neat and finest rags on with your cloak and safeguard you arrant drab you must cheat without all conscience filch for thee and me do but thou act what i shall well contrive we'll teach my lawyer a new way to thrive exeunt enter mistress taffeta and adriana her maid above come loved adriana here let us sit and mark who passes now for a wager what coloured beard comes next by the window a black madam i think i think not so i think a red for that is most in fashion lord how scarce is the world of proper men and gallants sure we never more shall see a good leg worn in a long silk stocking with a long cod piece of all fashions that carried it i faith but he goes by enter a citizen a snivelling citizen he's carrying ware unto some lady's chamber exit but who is this enter thomas smallshanks reading a letter i know him not he looks just like a fool he's very brave he may be a courtier what's that he reads ah how light he treads for dirtying his silk stockings i'll tell thee what a witty woman may with ease distinguish all men by their noses as thus your nose tuscan is lovely large and broad much like a goose your valiant generous nose a crooked smooth and a great puffing nose your scholar's nose is very fresh and raw for want of fire in winter and quickly smells his chops of mutton in his dish of porridge your puritan nose is very sharp and long much like your widow's and with ease can smell an edifying cape on some few streets off enter boucher and constantia mm, mistress a very proper gentleman and trust me so he is I never saw a man that sooner could captive my thoughts, since I writ widow, 
than this gentleman i would he would look up i laugh so loud that he may hear me that's not so good and spake you with master smallshanks i did will he meet his brother he said he would and i believed him i tell you master i have done that for many of these gallants that no man in this town would do but i what is that boy why trust them on their words but you will hear the news which now supplies the city with discourse what is it wag this sir they say some of our city dames were much desirous to see the baboons do their newest tricks went saw them came home went to bed slept next morning one of them being a shift of smock sends down her maid to warm her one meanwhile she gins to think on the baboon's tricks and naked in her bed begins to practice some at last she strove to get her right leg over her head thus and by her activity she got it cross her shoulder but not with all her power could she reduce it at last she with much struggling tumbles quite from the bed upon the floor the maid by this returned with the warm smock and seeing her mistress thrown on the ground trussed up like a football exclaims calls help runs down amazed swears that her mistress's neck is broke up comes her husband and neighbors and finding her thus trussed some flatly said she was bewitched others she was possessed a third said for her pride the devil had set her face where her rump should stand but at last her valiant husband steps me boldly to her helps her she is ashamed her husband amazed the neighbors laughing as none forbear she tells them of the fatal accident to which one answers that if her husband would leave his trade and carry his wife about to do this trick in public she'd get more gold than all the baboons calves with two tails or motions whatsoever you are a wag taffeta above he'll be gone if we neglect to stay him shall i cough or sneeze no i had stand aside ah me my handkerchief adriana fabia mistress run run i have let my handkerchief fall gentlemen shall i entreat a courtesy within my power your beauty shall command what courtesy is to stoop and take up my handkerchief your desire is performed sir most hearty thanks please you come in your welcome shall transcend your expectation i accept your courtesy ah what's this assailed by fear and hope in a moment voucher this womanish passion fits not men who know the worth of freedom shall smiles and eyes with their lascivious glances conquer him hath still been lord of his affections shall simpering niceness lodestones but to fools attract a knowing spirit it shall it does not phoebus rising from aurora's lap spreads his bright rays with more majestic grace than came the glances from her quickening eye and what of this by my troth i know not i will not enter continued flames burn strong i yet am free and reason keeps her seat above all fond affections oh yet is she fair enter adriana from above sir i bring you thanks for this great courtesy and if you please to enter i dare presume my mistress will afford you gracious welcome how do men call your mistress the man's in love her name sir is mistress changeable late wife to master taffeta 
Mercer, deceased. I have heard she is both rich and beautiful. In the eyes of such as love her, judge yourself. Please you but prick forward and enter. Exit Boucher. Now will I fall aboard the waiting maid. Fall aboard of me? Dost take me for a ship? Ay, and will shoot you betwixt wind and water. Blurt. Master Gunner, your linstock's too short. But how did she know that? Does here, sweetheart, should not the page be doing with the maid, whilst the master is busy with the mistress? Please you, prick forwards. Thou art a wench likely to go the way of all flesh shortly. Whose witty knave art thou? At your service. At mine, faith. I should breach thee. How breach me? I breach thee. I've breached a taller man than you in my time. Come in, and welcome. Exit. Well, I see now a rich, well-practised board may purse more fees in a summer's progress than a well-traded lawyer in a whole term. Panderism! Why, it is grown a liberal science or a new sect and the good professors will like the brownest frequent gravel pits shortly for they use woods and obscure holes already exit enter tuffeta and boucher not marry a widow no and why belike you think it base and servant-like to feed upon revision you hold us widows but as a pie thrust to the lower end that hath had many fingers in before and is reserved for gross and hungry stomachs you much mistake me come in faith you do and let me tell you that's but ceremony for though the pie be broken up before yet says the proverb the deeper is the sweeter and though a capon's wing and leg be carved the flesh left with the rump i hope is sweet i tell you sir i have been wooed and sued to by worthy knights of fair domains nay more they have been out of debt yet till this hour i neither could endure to be in love or be beloved but proffered where is cheap what's lawful that is loathed and things denied are with more stronger appetite pursued. I am too yielding. You mistake my thoughts, but know thou wonder of this continent, by one more skilled in unknown fate than was the blind Achaean prophet, t'was foretold a widow should endanger both my life, my soul, my lands, and reputation. This checks my thoughts and cools the essential fire of sacred love, more ardent in my breast than speech can utter. A trivial idle jest is for a man of your repute and note to credit fortune-tellers a petty rogue that never saw five shillings in a heap will take upon him to divine men's fate yet never knows himself shall die a beggar or be hanged up for pilfering tablecloths shirts and smocks hang out to dry on hedges tis merely base to trust them or if there be a man in whom the delphic god hath breathed his true divining fire that can foretell the fixed decree of fate he likewise knows what is within the everlasting book of destiny decreed cannot by wit or man's intervention be dissolved or shunned and give thy love free scope embrace and kiss and to the distaff sisters leave the event how powerful are their words whom we affect small force shall need to win the strongest fault if to his state the captain be perfidious i must entreat you license my depart for some few hours choose what you will of time there lies your way moves away i will entreat her stay do you call sir no then fare you well oh, who gins to love needs not a second hell exit boucher enter adriana 
Adriana, makes he no stay? Mistress? I pray thee see if he have left the house. Peep close, see, but not be seen. Is he gone? No, he has made a stand. I pray thee, keep close. Nay, keep you close. You'd best. What does he now? Now he retires. Re-enter Boucher below. Oh, you much partial gods! Why gave you men affections and not power to govern them? What I by fate should shun I most affect. A widow! A widow! Blows the wind there? Ha <laughs> ha! He's in, i faith. You've drawn him now within your purlieus, mistress. Tut! I will not love. My rational and better parts shall conquer blind affections. Let passion, children, or weak women sway. My love shall to my judgment still obey. Exit. What does he now? He's gone. Gone? Adriana? He went his way, and never looked behind him. Sure he's taken? Mm, a little singed or so. Each thing must have beginning. Men must prepare before they can come on and show their loves in pleasing swords. The man must do in time. For love, good mistress, is much like to wax. The more tis rubbed, it sticks the faster too. Or like a bird in birdlime, or a pitfall. The more he labours, still the deeper in. Come, thou must help me now. I have a trick to second this beginning, and in the nick to strike it dead in faith. Women must woo when men forget what nature leads them to. Exeunt. Enter throat the lawyer from his study. Books and bags of money on a table. A chair and cushion. Chaste Phoebe, splendid. There's that left yet next to my book, Claro Micante Auro. Oh, that's the soul of law. That's it, that's it, for which the buckram bag must trudge all weathers. Though scarcely filled with one poor replication. How happy are we that we joy the law so freely as we do, not bought and sold, but clearly given without all base extorting, taking but bare ten angels for a fee, or upward. To this renowned estate have I by indirect and cunning means inwoven myself, and now can scratch it out thrust at a bar and cry my lord as loud as e'er a listed gownman of them all i never plead before the honoured bench but bench right worshipful of peaceful justices and country gentlemen and yet i've found good gettings by the mass besides odd cheats will small shanks lands and many garboils more dash enter dash sir is that rejoinder done done sir have you drawn it at length have you dashed it out <laughs> according to your name some seven score sheets is the demurrer drawn twixt snipe and woodcock and what do you say to peacock's pitiful bill i've drawn his answer negative to all negative to all the plaintiff says that william goose was son to thomas goose will he swear the general bill is false he will then he forswears his father tis well some of our clients will go prig to hell before ourselves has he paid all his fees he left them all with me then trust my points 
and how thinkst thou of law most reverently law is the world's great light a second sun to this terrestrial globe by which all things have life and being and without which confusion and disorder soon would seize the general state of men wars outrages the ulcerous deeds of peace it curbs and cures it's the kingdom's eye by which she sees the acts and thoughts of men the kingdom's eye i tell thee fool it is the kingdom's nose by which she smells out all these rich transgressors nor is it of flesh but merely made of wax and tis within the power of us lawyers to rest this nose of wax which way we please or it may be as thou sayest an eye indeed but if it be tis sure a woman's eye that's ever rolling knock within one knocks go see who tis stay my chair and gown and then go see who knocks thus must i seem a lawyer which am indeed but merely dregs and off scum of the law enter boucher dash and constantia ay chicesimo primo alberti magni tis very clear god save you sir the place is very pregnant master boucher most hearty welcome sir you ply this gear you are no truant in the law i see faith some hundred books in folio i have turned over to better my own knowledge but that is nothing for a student or a stationer they turn them over too but not as you do gentle master throat and what the law speaks profit does it not faith some bad angels haunt us now and then but what brought you hither why these small legs you are conceited sir i am in law but let that go and tell me how you do how does will smallshanks and his lovely bride in troth you make me blush i should have asked his health of you but tis not yet too late nay good sir throat forbear your quillets now by heaven i deal most plain i saw him not since last i took his mortgage sir be not nice yet i must needs herein commend your love to let me see him for know i know him wed and that he stole away summerfield's heir therefore suspect me not i am his friend how wed to rich summerfield's only heir is old summerfield dead do you make it strange oh heaven i know it not then am i grieved i spake so much but that i know you love him i should entreat your secrecy sir fare you well nay good sir stay if aught you can disclose of master smallshanks good let me partake and make me glad in knowing his good hap you much endear him sir and from your love i dare presume you make yourself a fortune if his fair hopes proceed say on good sir will you be secret or be my tongue torn out fair measure for a lawyer but to the point he has stole summerfield's heir hither brings her as to a man on whom he may rely his life and fortunes you hath he named already for the steward of his lands to keep his courts and to collect his rent to let out leases and to raise his fines nothing that may or love or profit bring but you are named the man i am his slave and bound unto his noble courtesy even with my life i ever said he would thrive and i protest i kept his forfeit mortgage to let him know what tis to live in want 
I think no less. One more word in private. Walk aside. Good Master Dash, shall I put you now a case? Speak on, good Master Page. Then thus it is. Suppose I am a page, he is my master. My master goes to bed and cannot tell what money's in his hose. I, ere next day, have filched out some. What action lies for this? An action boy called Firking the Posteriors. With us your action seldom comes in question, for that is known that most of your gallants are seldom so well stored that they forget what money is in their hose. But if they have, there's no other help than swear the page, and put him to his oath. Then, Firker Lord, dost think he that has conscience to steal has not a conscience likewise to deny? Then hang him up, if faith. Boucher and Throat come forward again. I must meet him. Commend me to them. Come when they will. My doors stand open, and all within is theirs. And though Ram Alley stinks with cooks and ale, yet say there's many a worthy lawyer's chamber butts upon Ram Alley, I still have an open throat. If aught I have which may procure his good, bid him command. Aye, though it be my blood. Exeunt. End of Act One.